Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Set in the expansive Japanese community of Sao Paulo in Brazil, the largest Japanese diaspora in the world, Yakuza Princess follows Akimi, played by Masumi, an orphan who discovers she is the heiress to half of the Yakuza crime syndicate, forging an easy alliance with an amnesiac stranger played by Jonathan Riss Myers, who believes an ancient sword binds their two fates. Akimi must unleash war against the other half of the syndicate who wants her dead. The film again is called Yakuza Princess, and we're joined today by the actress, lead actress in the film, Masumi. Masumi, welcome to Film School Radio. How did this project uh, become part of your life? Right. So I was taking a little bit of break from music at the time, and I decided to join my uh, husband's acting school for, you know, just for fun. Um, I just wanted to be creative in a different uh, field of art. And so I was going to the school there for three months. And then that's when I got the uh, audition for Yakuza Princess. What are your expectations? First of all, is this is your first role, major role in a new, in a motion picture. Going into an audition like this, what are you? What's going through your mind? Have Have you read the entire script? How much of it did you know going in? The way it happened was like um, I was in acting school, and my husband gave me a call and told me that his manager had my husband's manager had um, was in a meeting with uh, Yakuza Prince's producer, and he happened to show one of my self tapes from another audition. And it was sort of a miracle that my husband's manager even had my, you know, self-tape as well. And the producer liked it. And I had a meeting with them and or with him. And he told me about Yakuza Princess and I got the script and I went for the audition. So it yeah. was like I didn't know about the um, project. Um, it was more that they asked. Uh, it, yeah, I guess they asked me to uh, come have a meeting for them. So that's how, how, how it happened. Okay, well, let's take a step back and sort of describe it. I, I touched on it in the introduction, but it is a, it's based on a graphic novel, the Yakuza Princess. And Shido, Shido is uh, written by Daniel Obey Ruth, um, and he, uh, we made that Shido into Yakuza Princess, the movie version. It is, in addition to being uh, what I think a lot of film goers will will when they think of Yakuza and the the Japanese mafia kinds of movies, these sort of films, there's a, you know, going in, there's going to be a degree of violence, mm-hmm. usually backstory about family, family, um, family ties. And this film does that very effectively, but um, I don't know exactly how much of the, the beginning of the film, can we talk about that without giving too much away or. You want to talk about the story of Yakuza Princess? A little, yeah, I do want to talk about the setup to the film, the very Uh opening scene. So it's about an orphan, Akemi, who um, finds out that she's the last heiress to the Yakuza Syndicate, and she has to decide what she wants to do. How do I say? She she finds out the truth of her family. That's when the journey begins. So she finds out about her legacy in pieces as we as the mm-hmm. film progresses. Right. But the opening scene is quite graphic. There's a lot of her her family is essentially executed. 
Uh-huh. She survives. And then, then we open up many years later with her not really knowing much about her family life. Right. And well, if, as an actress, is your sort of your challenge to sort of fill in the blanks in a role like this to kind of give your character that sort of depth? Um, I know it's in the writing, but it's mm-hmm. also in the direction. And what was it about? What was the sort of the biggest challenge for you as, a, as an actress to bring Akimi to, to uh-huh. life? I think it was actually uh, reading the script. I felt very similar to her. I'm born. I was born in America and I grew up to Japan and Akemi is Japanese Brazilian. So there's a lot of this theme of belonging and identity um, around this movie and with Akemi that I feel like I know very well. So actually I felt like I understood her pretty quickly. This is my first time doing martial arts and action scenes all together. So uh, it was more difficult to um, get used to the movements, the martial arts movement and the fighting scenes more so than the acting part of Akemi, I would say. Yeah. So you were obviously went through some training, took you several months, a few weeks, (laughs) like, Something like that take to get kind of ready for it looks like a very, very uh, rigorous kind of uh, um, role for a lot of reasons, the physicality Uh of it, but also being able to pull all of that off and look like you, you know what you're 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 doing. So there's uh, there's the martial arts aspect of it. There's a sword fighting aspect and there's the kendo. Um, And also I did most of my stunts. So there is a lot to learn. And uh, we had only one month to prep for everything. And like I said, I, I haven't had any experience prior. So I had to um, uh, lean a lot on my husband, who is a U.S. champion martial artist. So we trained with the coach there on site. And then we also came home to uh, practice the movements at home as well. And uh, for the kendo part, we got to do, we got to take two classes from the kendo master at the dojo in uh, Brazil. But, you know, I hope there was more time. I mean, if I had more time, I would obviously, you know, um, for fighting scenes in martial arts, the more time you have, the more, the more you can perfect it. But we had a month for this one. Well, I, I really liked the way that you were able to be not someone of the world that you find yourself in you seem you know you you're able to pull off the regular person part of your <laughs> role and then uh but there but there does seem to be, to be this other kind of gear in your character that mm-hmm. it, sort of a uh a fight or flight kind of uh, mentality to her so mm-hmm. she she bring you bring that into the into the role mm, which i thought you. was really yeah i thought he did a great job of and this that allows for an audience to kind of that accessibility that relatability to someone what if it were me in that situation right how mm. would i how would i be able to 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 deal with it but also one of the great things about this movie is the atmospherics of it the the cinematography the lighting Mm-hmm. The pace of it is really, really well done. And oh, in thank way, you. Oh, yeah. I, did, I thought uh, that it just has this fantastic look to it. Is in terms of your performance, having that kind of gritty feel on set, mm-hmm. how does that bring out your character? How do, the, how do the sets sort of work to enhance what you're trying to accomplish as an actor? Well, I think it was interesting for me that it was 90% what it was a night shoot. So we were shooting all the time in the evening, and I'm sure that helped for me to get into the feeling as well. This sort of, a, you know, sort of everything hap- is happening at night. 
the the lighting was interesting because I was wondering why there was always blue lights. And at the time, you know, I didn't really put it together because I was so focused on telling the story of Akemi. But there's the cemetery scene. There's sort, sort of this creepy feelings uh, and this ghostly kind of feelings to this movie, too. And so I think all of that set design and everything really helped um, portray how lost Akemi was and yeah. how um, this truth was really difficult to grasp the whole time. And uh, yeah, I would say all of that helped uh, feed Akemi. Well, let's give credit to the director, Vincente Amorim, and, and how well he's able to kind of establish all of these different moving parts, including your character, as well as the Jonathan uh, Reese um, Myers uh, character in it, mm-hmm. and also the cinematographer. That, that's, that is just such a great look to this film. And, mm, thank you so much. Well, I just I don't have much more to say about the, the except that uh, Vincente is a he is a Brazilian director. He's mm-hmm. directed a number of films. And uh, Gustavo is also, again, uh, an accomplished uh, cinematographer. And this is his uh, fifth collaboration with Vincente. So they know each other very well. And certainly, <laughs> yeah, from my, certainly from my experience, uh, the cinematographer and the uh, Director almost have to be telepathic on set. Right. They have, they really had great energy um, between them two. I mean, uh, Vicente and Gustavo, they're both very funny. They're both very loving and warm. And, you know, it's, it's like we are shooting. Most of the scenes are very heavy scenes, emotional scenes, but right. You know, when we cut and we're just hanging out with each other, they're always, you know, making everybody laugh. And there's always this really amazing chemistry uh, between all of us. And Gustavo was, you know, such a goofball. He was, you know, it was such a, yeah, I mean, I had such an amazing time working with everybody. And, but, you know, the thing with Vicente is he's, um, he knows exactly what he wants. So his on and off switch is, is amazing too. You know, um, when we're working, um, you know, he's very focused and he knows exactly the shots he wants to get. And he's amazing at communicating with me. And as soon as we're cutting and we're just hanging out, he's just that, you know, just loving person to hang out with. So uh, the team was amazing to work with overall. Something about the setting of the film, obviously it's in Sao Paulo. I did not realize that there was a large community of uh, Japanese expatriates or uh, mm-hmm. whatever expats i guess it's way a, it. yeah we have a very well sao paulo has uh, the largest japanese community next to japan so that's it's a very big community there and um there's a you know japanese brazilian yakuza's there we also got to use the setting settings in the japanese neighborhood of the sao paulo which played a big role in the choreography of chases and fights as well uh, it's yeah again this is if you like an action film people mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're gonna love this film because yeah, i think so too yeah is it, it's just beautifully paced that's the other thing every one of the scenes uh, sort of allows you to to uh to inhabit it and mm. then move on to another kind of set piece that it just it kind of continues to build kind of in into it this in, this energy this kind of foreboding sense of what could be happening next Mm -hmm. and and then if you you and your your cast are able to effectively convey you know scene after scene of this kind of dread that's right (laughs) around the corner it just really works very effectively and i i'm Mm. you know congrats what can i say thank you so much i'm so glad you enjoyed it tell me a little bit about uh moving forward for you as uh obviously 
your your uh, career as a musician, but do you feel like uh, acting is something in your future to continue to do this? Yeah, absolutely. So it's been about two years since we shot Yakuza Princess. And since I started Yakuza Princess, I've been getting a lot of opportunities with new projects. And of course, the pandemic swept away a lot of it. But I'm right now, I'm more focused on the acting because I want to build on that craft. And music is something I'm never going to stop. Even if I'm singing to myself for the rest of my life, I will keep on doing music. So I think it's going to be sort of a juggle to, you know, keep the balance of the two, but I'm excited to do both. You know, there's more that's going to come with music and acting as well, I think. Well, I want to let people know that this is being released through Magnolia Pictures, Mm -hmm. one of the premier platforms, distribution companies in the world. They are they are a friend of filmmakers, and uh, I, I think uh, this is another example. And it's opening on uh, September 3rd, this Friday, and you'll want to check this out. And so for those of you who are interested in meeting Masumi in, in person, you'll be doing a Q&A on uh, this Friday, September 3rd at the Lemley NoHo, and that's the 7 o'clock screening. So, mm-hmm. so you should check this out and uh, as well as have the opportunity, nothing better in the world than to go to a theater with real people sitting around you and enjoying a film, and then afterwards having the opportunity to talk to the artists who are responsible for making it. It's a great way to go to see a movie. If you can't make it over the NoHo 7 on this Friday, be sure and check out Yakuza Princess when it comes to a theater near you. Masumi, thank you so very much for spending a little time with us here on Film School Radio. Oh, thank you so much. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Film School Radio.